irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Question Reality with Priscilla Lona, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Radio show. I'm Priscilla Leona, producer and host of this show, and we are coming to you live. Yes, I'm living. As far as I can tell, I'm still living uh, during this damn pandemic. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to drop dead any day, even though I haven't had COVID. I just know I'm going to catch it. I just feel paranoid. Anyway, we're coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. And for 13 years, we have been providing our audience with entertainment industry career advice. Now, this show is for you if you are questioning your career reality about pursuing a, a career in show business, or if you're already working in the entertainment industry and you just need some tips, advice, or resource information on how to elevate your career status. Now, guests on our show include Emmy winners, Grammy Award winners, Tony Award winners, reality TV stars, and a wide variety of show business professionals. And this includes film, television, music, and radio producers and directors. We have casting directors, literary agents, casting agents, PR agents, talent managers, screenwriters, publicists, actors, comedians, singers, novelists, script supervisors, we got stunt people, celebrity makeup artists, and we throw the entertainment attorneys in there for good measure. The list just goes on and on. If you missed any of our past shows, here are three ways that you can listen to them. Number one, free mobile app. Download our app, LA Talk Radio, from the App Store or the Google Play Store. Number two, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Google, Audible.com, or Stitcher.com. Number three, you can listen to us right on the LA Talk Radio archive page. Uh, it's what you're listening to us on now. You just look for our show title, which is Question Reality, and or you can look for my name. And there we are from 2008 until now. And what's great is that we have uh, not only the name of the guest, but also the title of what they do. So, for example, if you want to be a script supervisor, you can go into the search, type script supervisor, and it'll pull up all of the shows that uh, I've interviewed that have been script supervisors. So, just a little tip for you. I have a teeny-weeny tiny favor because we only need an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny thumb or finger to give us. You know, the world is dominated now. We are. We need a thumb and a finger. So please go to my social media pages and give me a little thumb up. Yep. Even if you don't like the show, give me a thumb up anyway. I'll give you a dollar. No, I'm just kidding. But just give us a dollar. Uh, Facebook, uh, you know, one of the things, one of the, I'll start you off with a tip right now. Branding, 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 branding. 
when you are starting anything in life, you want to make sure that you brand yourself in certain ways. And one of the ways is you want to keep things consistent so people can find you on the search engines, on Google. They... Um, they find me under Priscilla Leona. Even though my show is Question Reality, you can type either or and you're going to find me. So very important when you're starting out, please make sure that you have all of your social media pages consistent along with the website so that people can find you on, um, on the various sites. A lot of people have 50,000 different names, you know, Tweedledee, Tweedledum, Tina, I'm so cute, Susie, you know, it, no, they're not going to find you if if your name is different. So keep it consistent. Um, again, please go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and look for my name, Priscilla Leona. And you will be giving us a little thumb up, which we need. Finally, if you want to be booked on our show or refer someone to be a guest to promote themselves or showcase their projects or their products and help listeners by providing career advice, you want to go. Now you got to you got to you got to focus now. You got to go to our official website, not the one you're listening to now. Our official website is questionrealityradioshow.com. Again, questionrealityradioshow.com. Not the website you're listening to us on now, again, which is obviously LA Talk Radio. This is the website where we air our show. So again, if you want to be on the show or uh, give the website address to someone who wants to be on questionrealityradioshow.com, that's where you can also see our annual guest schedule. So you might want to go there and take a peek at who the upcoming guests are and check out their sites. Uh, so to be booked, you have to submit very, very easy. Go to the contact link and just name, email, and title. Oh, and website. Yes, David, you are Just those little tiny things, those little things. Okay, moving on. We have a wonderful guest today. Every week they're wonderful. They just keep getting better as the years go on. Um, we have a gentleman, very handsome gentleman, if I may say so myself. We have a very handsome gentleman, and his name is James C. Earl hyphen Rockefeller, Rockefeller, that's an East Coast thing, we want to call everybody fella instead of feller, James C. Earl Rockefeller III, he's professionally known as James Rock in the House, uh, that announcer guy, and he is a working television and event public address announcer. And when I heard that he did this, I'm like, how cool is that? I've never, one, had uh, a public address announcer, also known as a PA announcer, uh, on the show. So this is going to be fantastic. I just can't wait to hear about what he does, how he does it, how he came to do it. So uh, the show topics well, basically, we're going to cover, he's had many careers. He's a multi, what's known as a multi-hyphenate. Um, he used to be a stand-up comic, a video jockey, again, a PA announcer, commercial voiceover artist. So we've got lots of different skill sets 
here and we're going to learn a little bit about how we can pursue uh, that career. So uh, a little bit about he's performed continuously from open announce list, uh, announcements for award shows to sporting events. He's voiced commercials for numerous Fortune 500 brands, which include Dodge and Cadillac and Pizza Hut and Honda and Metro PCS and Dickies. And his feature film work spans five independent projects. He's also, uh, he also has um, what's called audio recording credits on several musical projects and children's motivational sports CD out featuring sports legends uh, such as NBA's Bill Russell, Brian Shaw, NFL's Raymond Chester, MLB's Joe Morgan, Mike Norris, Vida Blue, and Biff Roberts. So, very, very, woo, that's something right there. Now, his latest projects as a public address announcer include Cracking Up, uh, which is, a, I believe it's a stand-up comedy program, and Youth Sports Nation, uh, which I think is an organization featuring legendary pro athletes and recording artists. And uh, we're going to find out more about some of his past careers, such as the stand-up comic, but let's just get him on instead of me talking about who he is. We're going to find out all about him. Welcome to the show, James C. Earl Rockefeller III. Thank you. You made that sound wonderful. What? <laughs> well, that's I was because... like, <laughs> I was like, I gotta meet this guy. I know. See, you're always more impressive to yourself when somebody else is announcing you, right? You, it just right. works out that way. But I just love that uh, rock in the house, and I like how you spelled it, R-O-C-K-E-N-T-H-O-U-S-E. You know, I, I had to look at that a couple times, and I'm like, that sounds like rock in the house. But before I saw that, I was like, that sounds... So I love that. That's very, very creative. Um, but you're also known as that announcer guy. What a name. So now you've got us all curious, James. We all want to know, are you somehow related to the Rockefeller family? I'm the black sheep of the family. <laughs> I no, knew I'm you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. That is a perfect <laughs> opportunity to get that in there. I love it. Yeah, yeah, but so you know, no relation, no relation, because I do see that the Earl hyphen Rockefeller. But yeah, wouldn't that be great if you were, right? Uh, it'd be lovely. Yeah, I'd be a be sponsor. Great. I know. Well, you know, I think his name. I hope uh, uh, someone doesn't fact check me on this because, but I think that David uh, Rockefeller died in 2017 and he was 101 years old so he was hanging on to that money as long as he could right <laughs> oh definitely like, i'm not letting my money go i want to take it with but um i think there's only 60 or 70 rockefellers left in the world but Anyway, a mutual friend named Calda Music referred you to my show, and I just could not, not 
bring her up. Isn't she the absolute best person you know? I mean, she's not only super talented, James. She's She holds multiple hyphenated titles like you do. She's beautiful. She's funny. She's intelligent. And most of all, I find beauty in her being extremely professional. And I told her, James, I said... I, I told her so many times, I wish that I could clone you and have you do every job in the whole world. Then the world would run the way it, it should. So I, I think you'll probably agree, but how did you guys meet? Um, actually, I've been knowing Kelder for years. Um, I think it's through our music. We used to run into each other um, a lot during events. And Kelder uh, is a TV host. So... Every time I was doing an interview with my company, she was somewhere doing the same interview. So we always ended up at the same place all the time. And we actually got a picture that um, they had a Black Music Awards show in Oakland, and they put it in the Oakland Tribune. And as my host is interviewing Terry Vaughn, Kelda was in the background interviewing somebody. Oh, my God! It's Kismet! My goodness! That means you run into people i mean you do when you're in the same profession but sometimes you run into them a little too much so you're thinking oh, i wonder what's on the horizon for us we're gonna have an interaction we're gonna have a scene something's gonna happen so you never know something great is what i usually like to think now you um you let's talk about the career of being a public address announcer a lot of people may not know what that entails so let's start off James if you could please tell us what that career title entails a public address announcer is that house voice that you hear at sporting events uh concerts award shows so basically if you're at a sporting event and you hear all oh, please rise if you're able remove your hats and join us in honoring the United States of America with the playing of our national anthem that's the public address announcer um if you're at a award show you'll hear ladies and gentlemen please welcome that's the public address announcer wow. my god so you're it's so always good that house voice it's like you're a totally different person you just like went there you went to another realm you had an out-of-body experience at least an out-of-body out-of-voice experience <laughs> wow you're really good oh you know when i think of what you just explained i do you know what i hear and i don't even watch wrestling but i hear a wrestling voice that's a public address announcer right is that, is um, that right? that's, that's more so of an announcer there there um in in sports you've got play-by-play announcers and color commentary so those are the voices that you always hear on television but the public address announcer is more so the house voice so really the only time that you hear a public address announcer on television is when they're doing or they're saying that or when they're playing the national anthem you'll hear the uh opening of the national anthem which is usually the public address announcer. But you would just hear the voice in the background when you're watching a game. Oh, that's very interesting because I know, like I'm watching, of course, the Olympics, and you hear the people that are, are those public address announcers or are they commentators? Like, for example, they're gymnastics. Commentators. They're commentators. Okay. They're more, yeah, they're more, uh, yeah, commentators. 
Okay. And what you mentioned the word color commentator. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, color commentary is basically like when you're watching a football game, you have somebody doing the play-by-play. -play. They're telling you everything that's happening. And then the color commentator would be like, you know, oh, if that tackle would have got missed, he might have had another 10 yards. That's the color uh, commentary. Uh, color uh, commentary is almost like the opinion. Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's capable of running more than 15 yards on a play like that. And, you know, that's the color commentary. Yeah, so they add, you know, like a little bit of emotion, whereas the other guy's more doing facts and stats and stuff. Exactly. Like, I'm watching so like Facts this. and opinion. You know, I got to tell you, I don't know if you watch this show, but I don't even like golf okay i don't watch golf i don't know a thing about it other than tiger woods who's very very cute in my opinion but other than that i don't watch golf do you know i watch a show called holy moly in 3d just to watch the commentators that it's it's about miniature golf it's a it's a like a game show where um it's uh it, it's about these it's a miniature golf course and these two people rob ron or rob riggle he's hysterical and one plays the straight guy who does the facts and then rob does all of the jokes so i guess he's the color commentary but the, it is hysterical and i thought to myself i don't know if they're sports people but my god i would watch them just to listen to them you know do the show so uh host the show so i don't know if they're public i don't know if they're color I guess it falls under that category, but you got to check that show out called Holy Moly. They're hysterical. Oh my God. They're yeah, so sounds funny. interesting. Rob yeah. Riggle is a, I think Rob Riggle's a comedian. He's an actor comedian. Oh, he is. That's probably why he's so funny, but they, they're dressed, they're sitting at a desk and they're, um, they're reading the show just like they would be um, commentators at a sports game, like if they were uh, running a boxing match, talking about that, or a wrestling match, and but then they're funny with what they're saying. So I wasn't sure what their actual titles were, but from your descriptions, I'm kind of getting a better idea that Rob is a comedian, but he's doing the color commentary. So very interesting. I learned a lot from you just now. Now, as a public address announcer, um, other than what you just described, can you take those skills and do other types of jobs? Like what other types of jobs can you get as a public address announcer? Like what are some lateral career moves or promotions that you could get if you decided to pursue that career? Well, you can do voiceovers. Um, me as a public address announcer, I have, you know, like one voice. And my voice is more so infomercial than anything like that. But wait, there's more. And if you act now, not sold in stores. You know, if I was to do an infomercial, I would have that voice for it. But I'm really glad you asked me that question because until sports kicks back up, because I'm a public address announcer for Stanford University. And... Right now, there's uh, the sports. We're we're trying to figure out what the schedule is, you know, due to COVID or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So what I did was, um, besides being a producer, I took a summer job at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom because Ooh. they were hiring for an announcer. Something I got on LinkedIn, and I was just like, let me send them my application just to be doing it. 
and they actually gave me the job and is being a, a PA announcer for the Dolphin show. So, wow! Yeah, it's what actually kind of cool because I got to memorize a script. It's actually cool because it's like I got a today. You're going to get a chance to see just how talented these animals are. Joining me today are our animal care specialists. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. So I got like this whole script. It's like four or five pages that I have to memorize. And there's different parts. Well, there's two different dolphin shows. One is the more, more educational dolphin show. So it lets you know about the dolphins. And then the other one is more of the entertainment show where they're jumping and flipping out of the water, you know, the whole night. So wow. it's actually kind of cool because oh, I'm on stage yes. versus being in a booth. Usually <gasps> PA announcers are either behind the stage or right. they're in a uh, press box. Um, right. This one, I'm actually in front of the audience, and both of the theaters hold about 2,500 to 3,000 people. So at any given time, it could be a full theater, and I'm performing – probably in front of maybe five to 6,000 people a day. Oh, my God. That's why you can't have a, a script in front of you. You got to memorize the lines. Exactly. <gasps> Amazing. Well, what do you feel are the top three skills that you have to have? Uh, and also, what any type of education if someone wanted to pursue a, a career in your path? What, what, would, you, what would you say? Obviously, you got to have a great voice like you have, right? Can't have a right. Well, like voice it. is one thing. Um, it's just basically you got to know how to read. That's a good one. <laughs> um, sure. You got to know how to enunciate because, like, one of the main things that public address announcers do is sports. You know, there's a lot of sports public address announcers. And when we're mentioning opening lineups, we can get some difficult names. So just name of pronunciation is one of the most important things you could do as a PA announcer. Oh, yeah. And being I, and being consistent. Right. Right. Yeah. So and obviously it goes without saying you got to show up on time and you've got to be professional and you've got to be I would imagine a lot of people don't take this in consideration, James, but you've got to, with the type of job you have, you've got to be a very friendly guy. You know, you don't have to be like smiling all the time, but you got to get along with people. Do you know I've run across a couple grumpy uh, announcers and I'm like, oh my gosh, they can't even <laughs> bring the happiness in their voice. They just can't do it. I don't even know how they got the job, but you do have to be friendly and professional and be able to get along with people. So I would say that's a skill that you definitely have to and have. And knowing your sport. Yeah. You know your sport. Like whatever yeah. sport you're in, you got to know it. And what people don't realize with public address announcers is, man, these cats retire in their 80s. You know what I mean? With public address announcers, period. Uh, you have a lot of uh, public address announcers that, that do professional sports, and these cats are, you know, 70, 75 years old and still doing their thing. Um, public address announcers on television, they retire like in their, you know, they're, they're working well into their 80s. Don Pardo from Saturday Night Live, I think he retired at like, what, 80, 82? Wow. And he was on Saturday Night Live since the beginning. Wow. You know what I mean? So public address announcers, man, they're like Ed McMahon 
was oh, around. Oh Webber. my gosh, uh, he's still living, you know. I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, the public address announcers are around forever. You know, Don LaFontaine, who was known oh, as yeah. the movie guy, yeah, was doing um was doing voiceovers until the day he died. I mean, you know, these public address announcers are always around. Rod Roddy from The Price Is Right <laughs> was around I love forever. So that's a career that you should definitely consider. Like if you, a lot of people come here, James, and they want to be an actor. Oh, I want to be an actor. I want to be an actor. Well, if it doesn't work out for you or you need to supplement your income, this is a great job to have because as you're saying, it's a very lucrative career and it has longevity. Um, so, you know, ageism is, is real people. So I think that it kind of excludes the public address announcer. It, you know, James is saying that people are working until they're 80. So if you got a great voice and you have the other skills that James just mentioned, you can have a really great career. Yeah. yeah I mean, everybody. Also. And, it, and, 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 you goes know, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's a, you're a voiceover actor. It's all inclusive. Public address announcer, announcer, it's all inclusive because you're doing, uh, you can segue into that career and do, uh, what is that called, James, where you do the E dialogue, uh, the E books, the E books. And oh, yeah, the E books, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Narration. Narration. There's a, that's a huge field. And what a great job to have. I mean, you, a friend of mine does it, she'll work for 45 minutes and make a ton of money. So if you, exactly. it's a very great job. I would actually prefer to do voiceovers rather than to have the hassle of having a camera stare at the big pores on your face or a zit or, you know, counting the wrinkles. I'd rather be behind the scenes anyway. So I think that's a great job to be able to segue into. Now, what would you say, James, are some do's and don'ts of pursuing a career? as a TV announcer. We want to tell people, okay, definitely do this. Do not do this. Like, for example, if you're an actor and you're going on an audition and you're sitting in a room waiting to be auditioned, a lot of times actors don't realize from the time that they pull into the parking lot, there could be somebody that's walking around or in the elevator that's a casting assistant and the receptionist listening to you. And so don't be talking bad about other actors. Read your script. Be professional. But a lot of times they don't realize that. And then they turn themselves on when they go in the room. So what are some do's and don'ts of uh, the, the PA announcer that you'd like to share? Well, one of the do's is just know your craft. Know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Which, what I do is that. When I became a public address announcer, I studied everybody. You know, I studied um, uh, one of my favorite guys is Gary Owens, the man with the million-dollar voice. You know what I mean? Because um, he was one of the first television announcers. He used to be on Laugh-In. Um, oh, okay. I, I studied Don LaFontaine. I studied yeah. Rod Roddy. I mean, I just stud studied all of these guys' style, you know what I mean, and how they came across and what made them – the person that they are, you know what I yes. mean? So it's just whatever you do, you have to study it. Cause people think that, you know, somebody puts a script in front of you, you read it. Um, and then there it is. That is way more than that. You know what I mean? Cause some of the stuff that you, you have to put, 
a little emphasis on what you're reading. Exactly. And you're reading different scripts all the time. You know what I mean? So you, you, it's not only knowing uh, what you're reading, but it's how you read it. Mm, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's, yeah. A, that's a definite. And then um, one of the don'ts is that don't think you know everything. Like if somebody gives you a, if you're doing a football game and they're giving you something, just don't go, oh man, I know how to do this. Because it's like the way they do their uh, script might be different from somebody else. Like in high school, I can make up stuff. You know what I mean? As long as I have the principles in there with the schools, the teams, the whole nine, I have those principles in there. But doing NCAA, it's a whole different story. Because they're like, you got to read this. You got to read it at this time. You can't skip over this. You've got so much time to do this, and we're on a clock. So it's like, okay, between this time and this time, this is when I got to read this. So it's much more structured. Wow. You know I mean, so yeah. yeah, the don'ts is you just got to pay attention to who you're working for and how they like, you know, because I was always asking questions when I started at Stanford, even though I did PA, I was like, okay, I was doing this. How do you want it? You know what I mean? Because I was doing high school and community college, but then university, like I said, NCAA, Division One, whole different story because now the games are on television. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's a whole different gambit and people don't understand that. Don't just be a know-it-all. Mm. Learn. You can still learn. I don't care how old you are, you can still learn. That, that is so true. They, I mean, it's just, just be present, be aware. That's with any career. But I, I really think you need to focus maybe a little extra and people can always tell by your eyes. So don't try to, don't try to perpetrate the frog as they say. Now, if you could go back in time and give yourself must have advice or a warning about pursuing a career uh, and I don't want to limit it to public because uh, you've had so many different careers what would what would be your best piece of advice about the entertainment industry pursuing a career in the entertainment industry we'll say well one I keep saying a study that you got to do that and then two um, like, like I said, just knowing your craft and with me, I think it's like, I was trying to be like, when I was doing stand up, I had an agent or I actually had somebody give me a number to an agent in New York. And when I called that agent, he was just like, man, I don't know who you are, but if this cat gave you my phone number, it's all good. Just send me a tape. And all yeah. I had to do was send that man a tape and I could have been doing something else, you know what I mean? But the thing was, is I was trying to be too perfect with that tape. Like uh, I wasn't really producing television like I am now back then. So I didn't have access to, you know, the editing machines and the whole nine and make it look crisp and pristine. All he wanted to do was see something. I could have taped a performance or an open mic that I did and send it to him and it would have been all good. So what I did is I, I kind of lost it. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. lost the opportunity mm. with that guy when like I could have been somewhere else right now. You never yeah. know. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, not just basically I, I tell everybody just to go for it. You know, if you do something, go for mm. it. You mm -hmm. can make up your own stuff. If you need, um, if you need to do voiceovers, 
You don't have to wait to get a voiceover gig. Write your own script. Put a little music behind it. You know, they got royalty-free music all day long. Oh, yeah. Put together your own little thing because people just want to hear how you sound, not what you did. That is so true. And I, now I do know that people used to tell me that getting into the voiceover business was very hard because it's clicky. And then I, and then they also used to tell me that it's very hard because it's very expensive. But with technology today, I think that that kind of helps you greatly because you have, you can do pretty much anything on your home computer or your laptop or your phone if you have the right software. So I think that that is really helping people a lot, but I don't know how you would solve the whole clicky, being in a click issue. In your opinion, do you feel that? Because I've heard people say, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't have, I don't think it's a clicky business. I don't think you have to be in a click to get all the jobs. So basically they were saying all the voiceover jobs or public announcement jobs are going to people. It's nepotism. So friends or family members, is that a real problem or is it, uh, it's the same as any other job? Cause I think that happens in every field personally. I mean, but they say it's yeah, a little in bit. every field. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that could, it could be clickish. You know what I mean? Um, and how do you break in unaware? Yeah, how do you break well, into me, it? Like, the, the click thing, I don't really worry about it. What I do yeah. is I create my own avenues. Every mm -hmm. avenue that I've done in public address, I created it myself. And right. then other people heard about it. How I got Stanford was a cat um, in, in L.A. His name is Matthew Wallace. And he has a, a website dedicated to public address announcers. And oh. a podcast did an interview with me, and he replayed it. And he introduced me to his website, and his website had the listing for Stanford. So ah, that's how yeah. I got Stanford mm -hmm. University, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So mm -hmm. basically, I created everything I did. I just created my own avenue. I knew that, you know, working with the OAL, uh, we did games at this community college. And then that community college heard me, and they was like, well, we don't have a public address announcer. Can you do that? And I was like, yes. And then doing games with them, another community college heard me was like, hey, can you do something for us? And I was like, uh, yes. So now I got like, you know, four schools under my belt, um, you know, along with, you know, other award shows, concerts and stuff like that. So I kind of created my own avenue. But yeah. as you were saying, with the Internet, you got places like Voice Bunny, uh, Volquint, uh, Fiverr, and all of these places you can put your um, you can put up a, a demo and get work from that, you know, be it producers, uh, editors. Um, graphic artists or whatever, you could put stuff on some of these websites and get work. So that takes away from the clickish thing. Great. And and that's with anything. I mean, actors, you can't sit around waiting for the phone to ring. That doesn't hardly happen anymore. You got to go out there and pioneer your own way, create your own stuff, put it on YouTube, put it on the internet. Somebody will see it. the guy, you know, I'm a, a friend of you know, Steve Perry, you know, from the band Journey. Do you know, uh, he, he told me a long time ago, David Schwimmer, it's also a friend of mine. I don't want to name drop it. Well, I was in a film for David, and I met uh, Eric Stoltz and, and Steve Perry, who are very good friends of David Schwimmer. And Dave, and uh, Steve was telling me that 
the guy that they discovered, a Filipino guy who put his demo on the internet. And the the guy who, uh, oh God, I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, he saw this Filipino guy and he had, they had a Journey tribute band. And he just put a little demo on there. No, like three, four o'clock in the morning, the uh, the bandmate was looking at it and he saw him. He's like, you know what? He, uh, he's going to replace Steve because Steve was already gone by then. But he uh, and now he's the lead singer in Journey. And he was just found by putting his little demo of of singing Steve Perry songs, which, by the way, it's very hard to tell. I told Steve, it's very hard to tell you and this guy apart. He's like, God. Oh, my heart, my heart. But yeah, so it uh, that's a great uh, tip and advice. Put your demo out there. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, come on. Uh, now, if I want to talk about you, um, you, uh, I, I'm uh, my assistant read the bio and she mistakenly put on there that you made it sound like you were Arsenio Hall's in-house PA PA guy for a show. So I want to correct that now. So from what I understand from Kelda, uh, you, Arsenio Hall, once came to Oakland and you interviewed him or what did, what was the connection with Arsenio? You can tell us. Well, I, I've interviewed Arsenio at the NAACP Image Awards through my company, ah. VJTV. So ah. we did an interview with Arsenio, and I've always been a big fan of Arsenio. I've yes. followed his career from him being a stand-up comedian when he used to be on Solid Gold. Yeah! Like, back in the 80s, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I've always followed his career, and one funny thing is that I, there was a um, local TV show called People Are Talking. It was a local talk show out here in the Bay Area, and his mom and Jackie Stallone were being interviewed, you know, by having two famous sons. And I was in the audience that day, and they had did kind of like this little match game thing. And all of the cameras came to me when Jackie Stallone said that, you know, Arsenio's mom, she's attracted to this guy right here. And all the cameras came to me. And I was like, oh, boy. So... (laughs) It was actually, it was cool, right? And when I told Arsenio about that, he said, dude, I remember that. So I guess he's seen the show, which was really funny, but he was out here uh, doing a um, Valentine's Weekend Laugh Fest. Mm -hmm. And the producer of the show was a good friend of mine. And he had told me like three months before the show happened, he's like, dude, uh, would you like to introduce Arsenio? I was like, hell yeah. When? Yeah. And he was like, I'm producing this comedy show. It's going to be in February. And Arsenio is going to be uh, the host for day one. And I was like, I'm there. So I had to do that. It's Arsenio Hall. I got to do that. And it was lovely. I filmed it and everything. I was oh, like, okay, this is off the bucket list. I got to interview Arsenio. Oh, yeah. So oh, my that, I mean, that was really cool. I love, oh my gosh, I loved Arsenio Hall. I watched his show. Uh, like my friend Brian Kiley, he's he's been the head writer for Conan O'Brien for over 25 years. And that's the only other late night show that I watched was when Conan O'Brien had his show during the whole late night thing. Um, but I watched Arsenio Hall 
until he went off the air. He was such a great talk show host, and I'm very picky about it. So Conan O'Brien, obviously, I love him. But my only other one was uh, Arsenio Hall, but my idol, I don't know if you're going to know who he is. You're pretty, you're pretty hip and up on it. Graham Norton. You know who Graham Norton is? I know Graham Norton. Graham, Graham Norton has a good show. And when he does his show, he had a Tom Marble movie. Right, right. Yeah. That dude is a great impressionist. And I've seen him on that show. I watch him on YouTube all the time. And he has a good show. Yes. He does. He's funny as anything. And, I mean, not only is he naturally funny, but he, what I find fascinating, I mean, I have a hard enough time focusing on one person. When it gets two people, I'm like, okay, but a little stress. Three people, I couldn't do it. He interviews four and five people seamlessly. It is like a, a it is a, a gift. It is an art form. And I know he has his little cards, but he barely, barely looks at those cards. And, you know, I really admire, as a person who's per, pursuing that that career, I admire people who are really great talk show hosts, and I think Graham Norton is, in my opinion, since Johnny Carson and Arsenio Hall and Conan O'Brien, Graham Norton is my absolute favorite. But I'm not really into the current late night hosts these days. I don't really particularly care for that type of humor, but they were some of some of the greats. But yeah, Graham Norton is fantastic. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think he has an announcer, right? I, I know he has some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy who comes on, and he sounds pretty good. I like him. I, I don't really, you know, know his, can hear his voice in my head, and I don't know his name, but I know that he does the intro to the show. But anyway, let's move on to what I want to talk about, your VJTV. Now, first of all, for those of uh, our, our audience who do not know what BJTV is. Everybody in the world should know, but just in case they don't tell us what that stands for and what your show is about, why you created it, what it stands for, and who are some of your guests. Well, BJTV stands for Video Jockey Television, and it's a music entertainment television network that provides music videos, concerts, celebrity interviews, and event coverage. So basically, it was a network of shows. Like, we used to be on television uh, six or seven hours a day. At one time, I think we were on, like, 12 hours a day. So it's more so it was a local television network, but I was doing industry stuff. Like, I've been to the Billboard Music Awards. I've been to the BET Awards. We went to the Oscars twice, you know? And it's a place to where we, we really um, train talent. You know, if you want to be a, a host on television, this is where you can hone your skills. If you want to be an actor uh, through another company I work with, History to Make and Entertainment, we've done seven films, um, seven independent films. So it's a place to really hone your skills. I work with a lot of models. So, you know, just getting them on television, um, interviewing uh, recording artists and celebrities. I mean, this is it's just a cool little house. It's kind of like how when you used to watch Spike Lee movies and you've seen the same actors all the time, and now these actors are doing great stuff in Hollywood, we were kind of doing the same thing. 
with local people. So that's what, you know, VJ TV was about. And we've interviewed everybody from, uh, I've interviewed Barry Gordy. Um, I've interviewed, I'm trying to think of the people. I know I did Barry, I did Smokey. Um, we did Oprah Winfrey. Um, we did, man, Arsenio. Um, we did, um, uh, I cannot think of his name. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. We did Forrest oh, Whitaker. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> so, yeah, we've had, you know, a lot of people on our show. You know, I've done Debbie Allen. Um, oh. Yeah, we, we've had, like, you know, tons of musical artists. Kay Michelle, um, DJ Quick is one of my favorites. Um, Run DMC. I mean, and through the years, we've interviewed a lot of people. I think we did Destiny's Child um, back in the day when they won all those Grammys, when they were just, like, winning everything. So, yeah, we've we've done a lot of stuff with BJTV, and I'm very proud of it. So it's so it are you saying it's a television? It's more so a network than a show. Okay, a network because we do. Okay. It's kind of like you know the parent. You know what I mean? So okay. we produce shows under BJTV. Like we might have three or four shows on television at the same time with different names, like Nightcap is my late night R&B show, but BJTV is the uh, production company for it. Got it, got it. Oh, my gosh. So I imagine you've had Kelva music on there. All the time. All the time. Kelva's at the studio all the time. He's at the studio all the time. Oh, my gosh. So what is the most exciting project? I, obviously, last year was a total dud for everybody, but what exciting projects are coming up that you're working on that you think that we should know about for BJTV? You know, that's or a that great question. We're just, um, we're just, um, I, I started a game show during the pandemic called uh, In the House, the Shelter-in-Place game show where our contestants play from the safety and comfort of their own home. So I started doing a game show, and it actually turned out pretty good. So I'm thinking of new ways to do it now since we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, but I still like the idea of people playing at home. Yeah. So, you know, we just want to enhance it, you know, fish for sponsorships or whatever. But um, I think that's one of the current projects I have going on right now is that. And then my late night R&B show, which is Nightcap. And we play like a lot of late night R&B, easy listening. It's just a cool, chill show. Comes on uh, Fridays at 1130 uh, out here in the Bay Area. But it's just a nice, nice show. You know, we play like a lot of old school videos. You are the second person that I've had on the show that during the pandemic came up with ideas for a game show. And he also, gosh, I am going, I swear, I, I know so many people, I cannot remember his name, but you have, you, you got to DM me and let me send you this guy's name. You will love him. You two will be like peanut butter and jelly. He not only created a game show, but he also created his very own board game. And he sent me a t-shirt and the t-shirt is so clever. And it's the name of the game show. And I don't know if I have permission to say the name of it, but I'll ask him. But he created the television show and the game show and 
a board game to follow it up. Imagine, he said it's taking off like gangbusters. So I, I, I don't know if you know him, you know, DM me and we'll talk more about it. But that is such a great idea that you had to do that. When he was telling me that he did, I said, my God, you've got to think of new ways to propel yourself in your career. And who would think of that? I mean, they are clamoring for, for new game shows. Do you know that they're bringing all like in the summertime, you know, they're bringing back all the oldies, but goodies like match game and, uh, uh, what's another one to tell the truth. And, and there are just re revamping all of those shows but the studios are looking for new and exciting game shows so it's a perfect time to pitch your shows to the network it really is for some future projects so it's really great that you're doing that so how would we find out where to watch some i know you've got a youtube channel but um would they go directly to your website to see some of the clips of your interviews vjtvnetwork.com uh, is that the best place to go yeah i would go to vjtvnetwork.com or vjtvnetwork.rocks dot rocks. i always say dot okay. rocks because i just like it yeah <laughs> I dot like rocks that. or dot com will bring you to the same place <laughs> yeah i, I typed that in i'm like i've never extension dot rocks before is that but uh i went there and then it navigated me to the the vjtvnetwork.com so i like that yeah okay so i want to uh point out that you can talk to i guess maybe if somebody has something really cool wants to be on the vjtv network what's the best way for them to reach you um, you can email me at rock, R-O-C-K-E, at vjtvnetwork.com. Ah, there you go. And you can submit your pitch. So I just want to say that the next steps in your career sound exciting. I want to thank you for being on the show. I can tell that you and I could talk forever. I was actually going to ask you to do a Don LaFontaine in a world. Where I thought oh, I, was- I can Oh, That's one of my favorite. Hey, let's okay. close In it world. out. Let's I close can... the show out with you. Okay, here's your script. Close the show out with you doing the Don LaFontaine, but all of it being about VG, VJ TV Network. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. Uh, In a world surrounded by music television, there was VJ TV. Music non-stop. There you go. There he is. I love you. There he goes. There's nobody better. He's my favorite public uh, announcer. That's because he's the only one I know. But if I knew somebody else, he'd still be my favorite. His name is James C. Earl hyphen a.k.a. Rock in the House, and you can listen to him, see him, and watch everything he does by going to his website, which is vjtvnetwork.com. We thank you so much for coming on the show. We want you to come back. So any cool, exciting projects, you are welcome to come back anytime. Just hit me up via the email. Now say goodbye to your fans, James. I'm actually in L.A. a lot, so I'm going to come see you. 
Ooh, yeah. You can always look me up at rockvox.info. That's R-O-C-K-E-V-O-X dot I-N-F-O. And there's more. <laughs> you quit resist going out. I love it. All right. Thank you, James, for being on the show. We'll see you next week on Question Reality. Goodbye. Appreciate it. You're listening to Question Reality with Priscilla Leona right here on L.A. Talk Radio.